an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, as always, living the dream on a spectacular Sunday, Fox Football Sunday. Hartman and Salam with you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ephraim, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you, my friend. Here we are on, a, obviously, a pivotal Sunday uh, in the National Football League. It's it's still a little early with two more weeks to go to get a definitive answer on how it's going to play off with the playoffs. It's, right. it's more of teams getting in a better position to make the playoffs and other teams creating a, a longer shot for themselves to make the playoffs. But we still right. have so many different – I think next week when we sit here on uh, Christmas Eve – It'll be a little clearer. A little bit clearer little bit. as far as the games. Now, just to get you an update on what's going on right now uh, in the games we are watching, uh, one of the games, certainly marquee matchups of the day from Rams on the road against the Seahawks. Rams obviously coming off a tough loss against the Eagles, a game they probably should have won at home. And they're going against a Seahawks team that had beaten them earlier this year. But remember that game. The Rams really dominated that game, but they turned the ball over five times. 
and the Seahawks took advantage in a 16-10 win. So far today, it has been very one-sided. 13-0 Rams. You know, and Ephraim, we talk about uh, Russell Wilson having to go it alone. I mean, they have no running game. Right. Wilson is trying to carry the entire load offensively. And with all the attention the Rams have gotten with Jerry Goff, Todd Gurley, and their offense, mm-hmm. Wade Phillips obviously has put together pretty good defense, and so far they're showing it against Seattle. Yeah, he has. And, you know, if you, you look at the Rams' schedule, and I remember uh, a couple weeks back we were talking. They had just beat the Texans. And yep. then, you know, I've been aboard since – the beginning. They were my surprise playoff team. Uh, I keep mentioning that because I want people to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all have that one pick that we will but, never let people forget. But after they blew out the Giants, scored 51 on them, scored 33 uh, on the Texans, then they had the Vikings, they had the Saints, go to the Cardinals, which was like, eh, and then the Eagles, and then the Seahawks. So, you know, people were saying, okay, well, we don't believe in the Rams yet, but this next stretch, four or five games, is going to let us know a lot about what type of team they are. And they go out, they play a tough game against the Eagles. I mean, a tough uh, tough game against the, the Vikings. They lose that 24-7. Then they come back and beat the Saints, who had won eight in a row. Then they go beat Carolina. They play the Eagles, and it was a fight. It was a fist fight. They lose that. And then now going into Seattle, um, which they had an opportunity to beat earlier in the year, uh, if Cooper Cup catches that touchdown yeah. pass. So now people are starting to believe, especially the dominance they're showing early in this this first half of this game, that the Rams are a legitimate team. Jared Goff is a legitimate quarterback, and that Rams defense has definitely stepped up. Well, you know, and you mentioned their schedule. Has anybody had a tougher schedule on the Rams? No. I mean, seriously. No. I mean, it's just like every single week they're playing a – a top-notch team, which bodes well if they make the playoffs right. because they will be battle-tested. They're not going to face any a team that they already haven't probably taken a look. They've, they've played the Eagles. they played the Vikings. they played the Saints. they played all these top teams in the NFC. So that could work in their favor. So we'll keep our eye on that one. Uh, Seahawks just punted. So the Rams have a 13-0 lead and the ball with about 10 minutes to go in the first half there. Meanwhile, New England and Pittsburgh – Alex on the board, a big Steeler guy. You know, I was worried about Pittsburgh coming into this game, not so much offensively because obviously Roethlisberger has been on fire. That's a pass in the end zone to Antonio Brown, who might be hurt. I think he just got banged up. But uh, defensively, the Steelers gave out 38 points to the Ravens. Yeah. Now, was... when if you gave a 38 to the Ravens, what do you think Tom Brady, obviously coming off his worst game against Miami, you figured that the uh, Patriots be fired up, especially Tom Brady, to get their offense back on track. But you got to look at the fact that it's the Ravens. They have a storied history. Ravens, uh, Steelers, yep. divisional foe. No matter how good or bad either team is in any particular year, they have tremendous, tremendous battles uh, with each other, and ooh, Antonio Brown got his leg caught in between two players. Wow, he is it being carried be, uh, off. It looked like it may have been broken, maybe. But I'm look, that's wow. all speculation. Well, put it this way: he's being carried off and not putting any, any weight on that leg. Antonio Brown, number one receiver in the NFL this year, has been for the last five years. Well, that would be a huge blow. Huge blow. He can't put he can't put any weight okay, on that well, leg. He's standing. He's standing. 
They're, they're, he's limping. He's got his arms draped over two guys on the sidelines trying to, I guess, walk it off. Well, if he's doing that, it's definitely not broken, so I scrapped that. All right, so tw- they're at the uh, New England 25-yard line right now, 13 minutes to go in the first half. Game's tied at 7. Brady, by the way, so far, 6 of 6, 71 yards for the Patriots, and then uh, Roethlisberger just got sacked. So now we got fourth down, and that one pushes them back as far as field goal range is concerned as well. Alex is in a state of shock right now. He's <laughs> trying to gather his thoughts after watching Antonio Brown uh, being helped off the field. So we got those two games going on. Now, one game that might be a little overlooked, and it shouldn't be, is this game between the 49ers and the Tennessee Titans on both sides. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo is trying to become the first quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger to win his first five starts as a quarterback. He was 2-0 and last year right. in New England. Remember, Brissett had to come yep. in after that, after uh, he got hurt, and he's 2-0 and so far with the 49ers. 49ers are at home against the Titans. Now, the Titans suddenly need to win games if they're going to make it as a wild card in the AFC. Yeah, they do. The Ravens are looking pretty good right now. So the Ravens won today against the winless Browns. Ravens are be favored in their last two games. They have the Colts at home and the Bengals at home. Bengals have just given up. So the Ravens should win their last two games, which would give them a wild card spot. But then that last wild card spot is wide open. Wide open. You have the Titans. You got the Bills. You got the Chargers. There's a lot of different teams. But it's the Titans that control their own destiny. So right now it's 6-3, 49ers uh, with 12-45 to go in the first half. Again, Garoppolo trying to start his career 5-0, and oh. not since Big Ben that rookie year when he started actually 13-0 that year. Uh, and then uh, and then Tennessee. So th- that's what I'm talking about. And now you start getting into the mathematics. I'm sure you were on a few teams there where you get into the last couple of weeks and they're trying to do the math. Like, if you win yeah. and they lose yeah. and that team loses, but I, if they win by eight and then, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been there a couple times, and it's nothing more nerve-wracking <laughs> than to actually, you know, at a certain point in the season, especially late in the season, you hear this term, control your own destiny. Right. They control their own destiny. And once you have a misstep when it comes to that, and now you need help, that's the worst feeling in the world. Because you can write the ship and finish out and do what you're supposed to do. But that one team who had nothing to play for decides to throw a monkey wrench in your <laughs> in your postseason. Yeah, that one hopes. team that you thought was done suddenly showed up. By the way, the Rams have extended their lead over Seattle to twenty to nothing, and Chris Boswell has just made a fifty-one yard field goal to give the Steelers a ten-seven lead over the Patriots. Joining us right now, the voice of the NFL on Fox. He was there with Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews for that Packers Panthers game. Joe Buck is joining us right now. And, Joe, what an entertaining game it was today. Before we even get to the dynamics of how that game ended, what did you think of Aaron Rodgers' performance today? Rusty. I think that's probably the best word that I can use to describe it. And and I guess he looked human. You know, I I think I I get more grief online for being a big Aaron Rodgers fan (laughs) uh, because of, of what I've witnessed firsthand. But he does stuff that other guys can't do, and today he looked normal, uh, meaning like a normal quarterback, and he just he missed some open throws. He made some bad decisions, made, missed some open throws, and 
you know, I think there's some some passes he'd love to have back. Might have changed the outcome, but Carolina's good, and uh, Cam Newton played great and has been on a fantastic run. So they're a team to be reckoned with, no doubt about that. Uh, did they say how he was health wise coming? He took a, a bunch of uh, a big hit, especially uh, defensive players uh, d- driving him to the ground and landing on that uh, that shoulder and that, that collarbone uh, after the game. Uh, did they say anything uh, how he was feeling? Did he say anything about how he was feeling health wise? You know, I, I didn't stick around to find out, um, but I can tell you coming in, he kind of gave us that sheepish grin when we said, so you're healthy? And he said, I'm cleared. And I said, so you're you're not healthy. You're forcing this. He said, no, I'm not forcing it. I'm cleared and ready to go. But there's still danger in Absolutely. coming back seven weeks after surgery and having people like that land on your shoulder. And, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to be – sound uh, physically if you're going to call the game uh, or do what we're doing right now but to be out there running around getting dumped on it uh, get it hit at an awkward angle there's there was risk there and if if Atlanta wins on Monday night and Green Bay is officially eliminated I'd be shocked if Aaron Rodgers lines up and, and plays next week. Joe you mentioned the fact that Cam Newton Four touchdowns, no picks. He played outstanding today against the Packers. But when we look at the NFC, we talked about the Eagles, although you know some people question how far they'll go without Carson Wentz. Vikings are lights out right now, especially defensively. Saints continue to roll. Rams are looking great right now, up 20-0 against Seattle. Where does Carolina fit in right now, in your opinion, as far as the chase for the NFC title? Well, I, I think it's it's kind of a one-man show offensively for Carolina. If, if Cam does what he's been doing, they're really hard to beat because uh, you have to account for him. Uh, and he's he's bigger than anybody trying to tackle him unless he runs up against a defensive lineman. And against those guys, he's faster than them. So, uh, you know, he just you want to limit his hits if you're Mike Shula, the offensive coordinator, but you can't stop him from doing what makes him great. And when he's great, they're really, really good. And defensively, uh, you know, they'll give you all you can handle. So they're in that same group. I mean, everybody's got flaws. Everybody's had injuries. Everybody misses guys. Everybody, uh, you know, has areas of their team where they think, "Uh uh-oh, you know, we can't get exposed here. But they're on that list with with the teams that you just said. And I I think the NFC is as wide open as it's been in a long, long time. Yeah, it, it, it is definitely wide open. But let's say, you know, it doesn't work out for, for the Packers um, and they do get uh, eliminated early. What do you think Aaron Rodgers should do? Should he allow himself to heal or should he go out? Because his offensive line is in shambles. And I yeah, mean, he, I think- he was almost a leading rusher uh, today. And coming off that type of injury, that's not what you want your, you know, MVP caliber quarterback to, 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 to endure. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so I, I just think personally – just kind of being around the team and getting a sense, and and they were holding their breath after that first hit that he was going to suffer, which came pretty late in the first half. He was relatively untouched. Um, It's it's his throwing shoulder, and they have a franchise based around the health of that throwing shoulder. And so if they have nothing to play for, uh, I I think they leave well enough alone, and they let him heal even further and go into the offseason and get after next year so i if they're eliminated to me uh there would be no reason to to risk that thing snapping again and like he told us last night 
you know, it's it's not the area where the plate is. It's the area where, around where the plate is that could uh, break. And if that happens, then they have to go in there and it's a more extensive surgery. And again, it's his throwing shoulder. So I, I think if, if they're eliminated come Monday night, I, I think he's done. Joe, one more thing about Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, obviously a, a high pick in the draft. I'm a huge fan of his. I feel like all season long, Carolina's just still trying to figure out how to best use this guy. He certainly was a factor today. Moving forward, what kind of uh, run do you think Christian McCaffrey might have here for the Panthers uh, if they were to go deep in the playoffs? Well, I, I think he's uh, a record-setting rookie running back receiver and becoming a better running back carrying the football. But uh, he's got a legit chance to break Reggie Bush's running back rookie record for catches. And, uh, you know, when you combine what they do with the creativity of Shula, they're moving guys all over the place. They come at you from seven different directions. And then if that doesn't work, Cam just pulls it down and runs through people. So it's it's a pretty pretty good attack and I, I Christian McCaffrey is you see why they wanted him as high as they did and, and he fits right in I, I think he's had a hell of a rookie year he's probably not going to be the rookie of the year uh, but he'd be top five from the guys I've seen all right well we can lay the Packers to rest at least for 2017 Joe great job as always man we appreciate your time thanks Joe. all right guys see ya all right, all right. Joe Buck there of course uh, calling the action Packers losing to the Panthers 31-24 Packers uh, now falling to seven and seven, and in the NFC, that's just not going to get it done. Nope. Panthers though move to ten and four. We're going to sort of start breaking it down as best we can, and what is going to be a crazy scramble on which NFC team could end up in the Super Bowl from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next. All right, now what does it mean? <laughs> I, I can't. This is hilarious. All right. It's Christmas what does spirit. it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in your car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, well, joining us right now, talk a little bit about the Eagles win on the road against the Giants from Fox. Chris Spielman is joining us right now. Chris, I, I think a lot of people are very curious after Carson Wentz, how would this Eagle offense look? And if you look at the numbers, Nick Foles. I think played pretty well. Four touchdowns. How do he look to you? No, he looked great to me. I think he spread the ball around, much like Carson. Not quite as mobile as Carson went, but four touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, made good decisions, and seemed to me like he got more comfortable as the game went on. If I were an Eagles fan, I'd be concerned about the last two weeks on the defensive side of the ball when you have one of the worst offenses in the league and the New York Giants put 29 up on you, and he liked going for over 400. That would be concerning. Yeah, it is concerning, but uh, speaking of Eli, uh, he obviously has something to prove. He had to uh, – uh, he has some things he wanted to address in terms of he knows he, – he knew he hadn't been playing well, but he wanted to come out after that debacle and, and show people that he's still a Manning, still Eli. Where do the Giants go from here in, in terms of uh, next year with Eli, do you think? Well, I – if it were me, I'd be drafting a quarterback in the first round. Uh, I think that, you know, if you decide to keep Eli, uh, that's fine. But you, eventually you have to start preparing for the future. I mean, just because he had a good day today, uh, he's had his best day that he's had in, in a long time. So eventually you've got to move forward and move ahead, and you have such a deep quarterback class coming out in the draft, and you'll have 
an early draft pick, uh, I think it's time to take one early uh, in the first round. I, I would. Chris, we, we're trying to make sense of this NFC right now. Eagles have back-to-back home games. They'll be favored in both. If they win out, obviously they'll have home field advantage. But you look at the Vikings continue to roll. We're watching the Rams now up 27 to nothing in the first half at Seattle. They look dynamite. Uh, Carolina, big win against the Packers. I mean, and the, obviously the Saints are in the mix. How do you think this NFC is going to shake out? Well, I it, it'll be interesting because the Vikings finish with the uh, Packers, and I'm anxious to see whether Green Bay decides to play Aaron Rodgers next week or not. Uh, if I were Green Bay, I would shut him down. He has all those pins in his shoulder, and you're playing against a pretty good pass rush in the Vikings, and you're going to take some serious hits. But we'll see how that plays out. But I think if, if the uh, Vikings win out and the Eagles lose, I do think the Vikings have the tiebreaker for home field advantage uh, over the Eagles. I'm not quite sure about that. But the NFC South is interesting with Carolina and New Orleans and, and how well they're, they're playing. And, of course, Atlanta, who Atlanta's a team that everybody knows can get hot with the weapons that they have. So it's going to be an exciting finish, and a lot of games are going to mean something at the last uh, last week of the season. Uh, as well as uh, Nick Foles played today, what does that do for the confidence of this, this Philadelphia team who had a lot of air let out of them last year, losing Carson Wentz for the season? Yeah, I think with, with Nick, um, he had a couple big passes last week, which Nick said this himself, which gave him confidence. But, you know, he has 20 wins as a starter in this league. So he knows how to win. He's had success. He's had some downtime, but he's had success. He's very comfortable in this type of offense that they're running. Uh, he ran it with Chip. There's a lot of Chip Kelly influence still in this offense. And, and all his guys around him are, are playing really well. Everybody can catch a ball. Aguilar's come along nicely. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey signed an extension with the Eagles. And, of course, you have Ertz and, and Burton. All these guys catch the ball, and they do a good job of spreading the ball around, which makes it difficult on a defense because you have to defend the whole field. Chris, you mentioned the fact that the uh, Giants of all teams rolled up over 500 total yards uh, against this Eagles defense. What's happening with Phillies D? Well, they're giving up chunk plays. I think we had four uh, four or five. What was it, Tom? I got my stat guy right here with me. Five plays over 25 yards. Mm. And a lot of uh, missed tackles. They had a couple of blown coverages. They got beat on double moves. So that up. I mean, I don't care what Nick Foles can do or your offense. We get to the playoff team, and that defense isn't playing like a top ten defense, which it is. Then they're going to be in trouble. And there's, you know, again, there's a lot of missed tackles in the back end that that needs to get cleared up. Well, Chris, I tell you what, it was uh, an interesting game. Eagles. Found a way to hang on. I think Eli certainly has established the fact that he still can throw the football pretty well. We appreciate the time, Chris. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. Okay, man. Thank you. All right, Chris Spielman, who called the game along with Tom Brenneman and Peter Schrager there as the Eagles uh, win 34-29 against the Giants, who are now 2-12. and Of course, the Eagles, as I mentioned, Ephraim, they finished off their season with back-to-back home games against the Raiders and the Cowboys. And if they win those two home games, the Eagles will have home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, which could be the difference in getting to the Super Bowl or not that's getting a huge, the Super Bowl. That's a huge difference, uh, especially when you're dealing with a backup quarterback. Yes. But when you look at the landscape of things, I mean, we're really having this type of year, especially in the NFC, with backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. How about that? I mean, yeah. 
you have guys stepping up, and of course Carson Wentz just went down. But in his own words, Nick Foles said, "I'm a gunslinger." Right. And he's I'm, proven I'm, it I'm not scared. I'm yeah. I'm not scared. I'm a gunslinger, and I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna do what I do. Remember, he has a history with Doug Peterson from his first time around with the Eagles. Uh, when Peterson was running that offense under Chip Kelly. So they're not strangers. They're on the same page. Nothing's foreign to him. He understands exactly what they're trying to do offensively. But as Chris Spielman said, you can't be giving up over 500 yards to the Giants. If you you don't have a top-flight defense, your odds of making it to the Super Bowl are going to be very slim. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We mentioned it is a huge Sunday in the NFL. Let's bring on David right now. He's he's got everything. You're watching all these games simultaneously. Can't wait to hear that update on that Rams game. I don't have the luxury of the uh, the large flat-screen TVs that you guys do in your studio. Large, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got like... The size of like an iPhone 7 in my studio. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, speaking of those Rams, they are just rolling right now. Goff, empty backfield in the shotgun. Third down and goal. Wants to throw left quickly and does. It's a touchdown. Robert Woods alone left side, and he goes in for another L.A. score. 26 nothing. I don't know what you'd want to call this outside of a major beatdown and embarrassment at home, but Rams right now putting it to the Seahawks 27 to nothing. Ball game still in the first half, gentlemen. Todd Gurley has 14 carries for 85 yards and also two scores. Patriots and Steelers are tied at 10 apiece. There's one note in this game. Antonio Brown knocked out of it with an injury to his lower left leg. Came back with x-rays. And so far, as they say, he has a calf injury. His return is questionable. So that's sort of good news. They didn't say anything as far as the x-ray goes. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, 49ers and Titans. Takes the snap, standing in, looking, looking. Going to pull the ball down. Going to get out to his right. Garoppolo Rollins extends the play. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown, 49ers. Garrett Selleck. Jimmy Garoppolo extended the play. Bought the time he needed to find a man in the right of the end zone. Yeah, 49ers Radio Network and Delaney Walker just fumbled for Tennessee, so the 49ers get the football right back. It's 13-3. They're looking to open, blow the doors off of this one. Meanwhile, the Rams, they just had a long punt return in plus territory. So, guys, as it stands, there's still a minute 19 left in the second quarter. They have the football on the right side of the 50, again up 27-0. Earlier today, Minnesota won the NFC North. They blitzed the Bengals 34-7. Packers tried to come from behind, but they could not beat the Panthers 31-24. Aaron Rodgers, three picks in the affair. Jaguars over the Texans, big 45-7. And Steve, your Cleveland Browns, they're 0-14. Yeah, my Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I don't think anybody lays claim to that debacle. <laughs> but somehow, Hugh Jackson, man, he's, he's safe. He's safe. I mean, he's 1-29. 1-29. <laughs> but he's safe. He's back. Oh, yeah, there's one note, too, With uh, on that note. Marvin Lewis is done after this season as he is going to pursue other opportunities. Well, you saw how well the Bengals responded to that news today by just laying over and playing dead. So, uh, really inspired game for them on their leaving coach. All right, well, David, thanks so much. By the way, love has an army. You can join the fight, help the Salvation Army, fight for those in need all over our community this Christmas by going to foxsportsradio.com, clicking on the red kettle icon to donate, or call 833-SAL-JOIN. That's 1-833-SAL-JOIN. Just to put some numbers in perspective on this Rams blowout of the Seahawks, the Seahawks have 49 total yards with a minute to go in the first half. At home. How about this? They have 49 total yards 
Russell Wilson's been sacked four times for minus 47 yards. They have 20 yards rushing. I mean, it is it is a complete beatdown that the Rams are pulling on the Seahawks when right now. When it's cold outside. Woof, woof, woof. Who are you calling? No, I mean, I, I really felt going into this game that, all right, you know, we've been talking about, you know, the Eagles and the Rams and the Saints and the Vikings, Panthers. And I'm like, well, what about the Seahawks? I mean, there's still the Seahawks, but the injuries on their defense have been exposed today by the Rams. They have the kind of players that could take advantage of those gaping holes in the Seahawks defense. And again, when you have a one-person offense is what they have with Russell Wilson. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley just broke one off and is walking into the end zone. This is ridiculous. Ram it all day and ram it all night. Sean McVay high-fiving every Ram on the sidelines, and Pete Carroll's in a state of shock. It is 33-0 Rams. Literally 35 seconds left in the half. This is a straight handoff, and he never gets touched. Look at this. He never gets touched. You have 62-yard Never gets touched. Touchdown. A straight handoff. 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 Straight handoff. I mean, 30, seconds, 30 seconds left in, in the half. Kind of conceding, trying to get in the field goal Woo! range. And you and give there's up the a, extra point, 34 nothing. 60-plus-yard touchdown run. <laughs> oh 34 nothing. halftime. When do you see the Seahawks do this? By the way, you know what, and, and and it's crazy because they had positioned themselves. Yeah, they faltered. They have a lot of injuries. Right. They positioned themselves to stay in the hunt. Yes. Um, but they did lose last week. They did lose last week, but they were still in eight and five. Right. Right. Pick back up, and they win this game. Out, basically, went, if they had won this game, they basically are in the driver's seat. They would absolutely. be tied with the Rams, but they would have beaten the Rams twice, so they have the tiebreaker. Forget that. Gurley right now in the first half. This is what, you know, it's, it's, uh, you got your fantasy football playoffs going on right now. If you have Todd Gurley, you are screaming at the top of your lungs. 16 carries, 144 yards rushing, three touchdowns. In the first half. In the first half. Goodness gracious. Todd Gurley, 16 carries, 144 yards, three touchdowns in the first half. He's a weapon. Changing of the guard. Holy moly! So the Ram. I mean, I mean, again, we you were just talking about this with Spielman. You look at the NFC. He didn't even mention the Rams, by the way. He didn't. Did you notice that? Did not. He talked about the Eagles. He talked about the Vikings. He talked about the NFC South. I, I, I you know, and I think people are still waiting for something bad to happen to the Rams. But they right, have well, to realize. Well, they well, have. They have to realize. This is not. Uh. The Rams under Fisher. This is not the Rams of last year by any stretch of the imagination. No. It's no holdover well, whatsoever. And the other thing is, look how they've been able to rebound after tough losses. Yes. They lose to the Vikings, come back and beat the Saints, who had won eight in a row. Yep. You lose a heartbreaker to the Eagles, and then you come back with this game, a blowout at Seattle. That's the sign of a mature team yep. and, and, a, and a winning team. Woof. Man, oh, man. All right, so – Potentially right now, if you're looking at the NFC, and it's still too early to tell, uh, if the Rams end up, I mean, obviously they beat the Saints. That could be a key and a tiebreaker as far as a three seed and a four seed. But let's just say the Rams are the three seed, all right, which means they get a home, home game. game. All right, so let's say they win the home playoff game. Now they go on the road at Minnesota. 
Let's say Minnesota is the two seed. The Eagles went out and they get the one seed. We saw the Vikings really shut down that Rams attack in Minnesota. Could you see the Rams winning a rematch in Minnesota? I could. I could. And I, I had said this off the air to you that momentum is is a crazy, crazy thing. Right. I've been on a team where no one expected anything from well, them. Well, you're a rookie year with those 98 Falcons. And we went into Minnesota when they had uh, Randy Moss's rookie year. It was a record-setting offense. Well, was a, at the time, no one had ever scored close to as Brian Billick, offensive coordinator, put that juggernaut, Randall Cunningham and company, the rookie Randy Moss, Chris Carter, unstoppable. Unstoppable. Robert Smith. Until yes. that one Dirty Bird team <laughs> came flying into town. Wow. And I see a lot of the Rams and the type of team that we were. A bunch of guys that no one expected anything from that that other teams didn't want we came together went on an 11 game win streak all the way up into the Super Bowl and when you start believing that you can win these games no matter who you're facing or where you're playing then tremendous things things start happening and I'm 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 seeing that from the Rams all right uh the Steelers have just taken the lead uh Martavis Bryant was able to do a one-handed catch for the Steelers, so they take a 17-10 lead. A much happier Alex on the board right now. Are you saying it's over? 25 seconds to go in the first half, game over, 17-10 Steelers? I'm still sweating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As yeah. long as uh, as long as number 12 on that other sideline, no time to sit back. The uh, You guys no- should hear the, uh, the, the expletives that are being shared on the other side of this glass while you guys are talking about Alex. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really tense back here. Well, statistically, this game has been pretty one-sided. And, again, one of the problems for New England is they have no run game. You know, Deion, no. they have 20 yards rushing. Deion Lewis, four carries, 20 yards. So, I mean, they, they have no run game. Obviously, Gronk is back, uh, and he's had one big catch in this game. But, you know, Pittsburgh's got better balance. I mean, you got Le'Veon Bell. We saw what happens to New England once you put constant pressure mm-hmm. on Tom Brady. We saw that last week. That was unbelievable. That I mean, they uh, Miami. got after him, period. Yeah. What happened and, in that game? I mean, you know, that was a funny game that night because I'm sitting there talking about the, you were mocking the much-anticipated matchup of Tom Brady and Jay Cutler. Right. <laughs> Cutler throws three touchdown passes. And I was listening on network radio. They were talking, I, I guess, and Dominican Sue had said something about, you know, getting pressure. And then who was ever hosting the show saying, what pressure? You never put any pressure on Tom Brady. And that's exact. I mean, New, Miami's front just overwhelmed New England's offense. So line. what that is, is that's a team. Yeah. Coming into a ball game and having and having a plan, no matter what happens. All right. All right. We're go- if they drop back in pass. We're going to put pressure on him, no matter what. If they run a draw right by us, so be it. Linebackers, that's on you. Safeties, that's on you. But our front four, we are going to pin our ears back and get after Tom Brady. We're going to make him fill us every time he drops back, no matter what it is. If we happen to gain a lead, then we're really going to turn it loose, and that's what we saw them do. All right, I want to get to some quarterbacks here. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. San Francisco leading Tennessee 13-3, two minutes to go, and they're knocking on the door for another score right now. Jimmy Garoppolo, what should the 49ers do 
to ensure his future with the team, and how does this affect the NFL draft? We're going to tell you coming up next. Harmon and Salam here on Fox Football Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Okay, okay. Alex is putting his own spin here on the Christmas tunes. (laughs) All right, I have a question for you. Is that you, Alex? Yeah, I wish I could take uh, oh, the respect for this one, my man. Goodness gracious! All he's told is he needs to play Christmas music, holiday music. You can choose what you want to play, right? My love man, it. just play the Christmas music. Yeah, that's it. I love it. That's banging. All right, the uh, Tennessee Titans are trying to get back in this game against the 49ers. They are first and goal at the four-yard line, down 16 to three. Mariota throws it out of the end zone. Second and goal. The 49ers are trying to make a decision on Jimmy Garoppolo. Right now, we mentioned the fact he's trying to be the first quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger to win his first five NFL stars. He won two in New England last year during the Brady suspension, and then uh, the first two with the 49ers. So the 49ers have a choice. They could franchise tag him and see what they have for a full year with him or sign him to a long-term deal right now and not waste any time. What would you do? Um, right now, as it stands, he is as advertised. He, he is, certainly he, looks. He it. is what what everybody thought he was going to be. He Touchdown is, Titans. I mean, from the first time he came into the to the game this year, those couple plays he played. Yeah. Um, it was completely evident. Like I, mean, I think his first pass, he threw for a touchdown. By the way, um, in this game, he's eighteen of twenty six hundred eighty nine yards. One touchdown, no pick in the first half of this game. I mean, he can play. Yeah. He's a young kid. He can play. We knew that in New England. That's why they didn't want to get rid of him. Uh, but they, they're they all in on Tom Brady, so they had to make a decision. They can't play two quarterbacks, 20-plus dollars a year, 20-plus million uh, a year. So if I'm San Francisco and I know I have a young, proven quarterback, which he's proven himself now, and especially if he finishes out the year, Winning, if he wins out, it's no doubt. It's no, I mean, it's not even a question to me right now. His sample size is large enough to where you can extend him, and you don't have to break the bank. To well, extend and the him. other thing, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo and I'm looking for my best opportunity to be tied in with Kyle Shanahan, young coach, you know that obviously knows what he's doing, proved it last year, and helping Matt Ryan to a career year in Atlanta. Absolutely. I'm writing my ticket. Here's an impressive stat in this game for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He is over eight different guys have caught passes for the 49ers in the first half. Eight. Eight different receivers in the first half. So this is a guy that understands the position, spreading it around, not just zeroing in on one guy because I have confidence in this guy. So these are the type of things you're looking for in the development of quarterback, whether he can be a potential franchise quarterback. Now, and and and, and honestly, where do you go if you're San Francisco? You're not going to go draft a a a young player with your top pick at the quarterback position, and you have a young proven player at the quarterback position. So, what you need to do now is you need to get him some help. He needs some weapons. Well, he needs they, some receivers. They, everyone he needs sees the projections all He's have him taking Saquon Barkley. They, he needs I mean, I would prefer them take Rashad Penny, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> you 
I'm, I'm a little biased. So, by the way, know. Rashad finished second on my ballot. I had Mayfield one, Penny two, and Love three. Uh, if you don't know about the Heisman vote, Rashad Penny finished fifth in the voting. Seven guys gave him their first place votes. Yeah, I, I only had that. him second. He had 37 second place votes and 80 thirds. Not bad. No, that's not for a guy bad. that I don't think anybody actually saw play. I, I mean, saw him play. Oh yeah, I know it's you. Tremendous. Did. A lot of people going to see him play next Sunday. Uh, next, you next think year he'll be a first Sunday. round pick? Ah, uh, no, I think he'll. And it depends on his workouts and all of that. But right now, I have him slated as a third round draft. Two twenty five ways uh, with legit four or five speed. Tremendous talent. Tremendous yeah. talent. But you know, it's not about where you get drafted. It's about what you do when you get there. Period. Exactly. So you know, if I was forty nine ers, I'd be looking for things like <laughs> that, looking to steal someone mm-hmm. in the third round. Maybe Imagine early if they took Saquon round. Barkley and Rashad Penny. Then they'd have a, a legitimate backfield. How about that? With Carlos Hyde as well. Ooh, how about they'd that? Have, they'd, have, they'd have guys who can do multiple things out of the backfield, not only special teams-wise, but they'll have some legitimate threats, and you can play them both in the backfield at the same time. I always I always look at it this way. Halftime now, San Francisco leading the Titans 16-10. to 10. Um the idea, the idea that you know when you're drafting and you're like, well, we're all we're all set at that position, <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. You draft the best talent on the board. Now you may say to yourself, well, we don't really need that position. Mm-hmm. This goes back to the Packers drafting Aaron Rodgers. They obviously didn't need a quarterback at that point, right? But as this guy dropped down the board, they're looking at their board and they're like, he is a guy that we had listed up here, and he's still here. Yeah, you can't well, I, pass. I mean, that was he's a, the best talent. A on generational the board. pick, right? You know, it's not a lot I mean, of those. They, <laughs> but they made the pick because yeah, they, they said he was the best talent on the board. Wasn't a position of need. That's where teams get themselves in trouble, trying to you know take guys out of position because well we have a need. You know, no, no, no. Take the best talent, then worry about it later. You want talent on the team. Thirty-four nothing. Rams are leading the Seahawks. And I tell you this: the 49ers have a lot of need for talent. So, across the board, defensively and offensively. So, I mean, they got a bunch of picks. It'll be interesting to see if they do lock Jimmy up and the pieces they try to put around him. It'll be great to see what they do in, in, in free agency as well. By the way, that makes for an interesting uh, division matchup when you look at Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. In yeah, we'll be years. talking about if this the for the next 10 years. I mean, the 49ers have a long way to go, but we thought the Rams had a long way to go. Yeah, it's a difference. What a difference a year can make, right? <laughs> I mean, but, seriously, but that, if anybody should... cast a vote for NFL Coach of the Year and they don't cross Sean McVay's name, what 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 are you thinking? I mean, it, how can you make an argument? He's Thirty-one years old. He's turned a team that was on life support, were literally awful. dead. The worst team. I mean, they, it was awful. they lost their last seven games of the year last year and got blown out in most of them. They had their number one pick from that year being called a bust. Bust. And now he's an MVP candidate. Same players, by the way. Same players. Essentially have the same Same key players. The same players. So if that's not the coach of the year, Mm. then I don't know what the criteria is for one. All right. A lot of NFL action. We're all over it. Coming up next. Wow. What a crazy day already in the NFL and lots more to come. It is Fox Football Sunday. Hartman and Salam with you coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's, you almost have to see this to believe what is going on in this Rams-Seahawks game. You look at the score at 34-0, but 
When we say beatdown, I mean, it's a little overused, but I mean, like now, it's a beatdown. It is. The Rams' defensive line is crushing Seattle. They can't block them. And in this game, Russell Wilson's been sacked six times for 63 yards in losses. They only have 64 total yards in this game as the Rams just throttling the Seahawks, making amends for the game earlier this year when the Seahawks beat the Rams at the Coliseum. It was a game where statistically the Rams won the game. They lost it when they gave up five turnovers in the game, but they have come back with a But vengeance. they still had an opportunity to win the last seconds of the game. Cooper Cup dropped the touchdown. He did. and With five turnovers. But again, last week, tough loss. I mean, you were leading against an Eagle team that had just lost their quarterback and your defense let down. And yeah. you get a sense that after that game, Wade Phillips is looking at his defense like, what happened, man? That's on you. It wasn't on the offense. They put up numbers. Well, that's on you. We can see what they focused on uh, this Whew. week in practice. I can tell you that. And that's a sign of a good team, a team that can address a situation that happened a week prior and fix it. New England is synonymous with doing things like that. They never let you exploit them in the same way twice. And we're seeing that from a very young Rams team. Man, Aaron Donald in this game. Is there any question about who the most dominant defensive tackle is? Oh, not even close. He has three sacks in this game. He is an interior defensive lineman. And he's the cause of the other three sacks that they have because he's putting so much pressure right up the middle on uh, Russell Wilson. He's causing the pocket to collapse, and Russell has nowhere to escape. Man. Man, so complete Ram domination. They have the ball right now. Again, 34-0, 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. Todd Gurley in this game, 153 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Goff has been pedestrian. They haven't needed him, to be honest with you. Basically, they can just hand off the ball the rest of the way, uh, and they're going to get the victory. All right, so we had all these matchups. Obviously, we got this Pittsburgh-New England game. They just kicked off the second half. Pittsburgh leading that game 17-10. to uh, But the game played last night was the first big game of the weekend, a battle for first place in Detroit, the AFC West. The, the Detroit-Chicago game? Not that Detroit-Chicago oh, oh, game, no. <laughs> I'm talking about the Chiefs and the Chargers. Your Chargers. A Chargers team that everybody picked to win. Okay, so. Everybody me, picked. Hold on. Go Chargers, go. Hold on. Let everybody. Me, let me set our listeners up for yeah. what's about to happen. <laughs> okay. So during the break. Steve says, hey, I want to talk about that Chargers-Chiefs game. Yeah. And I know exactly uh, I know exactly what that's going to entail. Uh, in, in Would you like to share what your tweet was after this game? Yes. I actually put this out about a minute to go when the uh, oh, outcome so, was secure. Okay. I tweeted out, what a perfect night for those losers who abandoned <laughs> San Diego. I guess we can put Phillip Rivers' MVP campaign on hold. Have a nice trip home, Dean. Wow. It's getting a lot of likes. Tell us how you feel, son. A lot of likes. Look, I have made this clear. When Dean Spanos moved the Chargers to L.A., I went berserko on just about every national show here on the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's personal with me and Dean, all right? And I'm not going to deny that. That goes way beyond, you know, abandoning a a city that had been home for 56 years and and really trying to pretend like you'd made a serious effort to keep them there when it was a pure money grab to go to L.A., but, uh, no, look, it's nothing against the players. 
I've known Phillip Rivers since he broke in as a rookie. Obviously, I was part of a flagship for the Chargers over the last three years, so I know these players very well. Was there every day of their training camp the last three years before they moved to L.A. Here's the problem for me right now. Every time I look at Phillip Rivers, I see Dean Spanos. Every time I look at Melvin <laughs> Can't Gordon, separate I see him. Dean Spanos. Can't separate it doesn't matter who I'm looking at. All right. I see is Dean Spanos' face. So for the thought of them winning last night and suddenly taking control of the AFC West was not something I wanted to see. But here's what I didn't understand, Ephraim. The Chiefs have now won eight straight games against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. That's not just a trend. And earlier this year, the Chiefs dominated the Chargers. It was by far Phillip Rivers' worst game of the year. Through three early picks in that game, the Chiefs coasted to victory. I'm trying to figure out why so many people suddenly were putting the Chargers in the conversation with the Steelers and the Patriots as the premier team in the AFC when the only two teams they've beaten this year that actually have a winning record are Buffalo, who started a JV quarterback that game, and the Cowboys on Thanksgiving when they were coming out back-to-back blow-off losses and were totally reeling. I was like, what is it about this Charger team that suddenly everyone's saying they are a real threat to get to the Super Bowl? Because they started 0-4. Okay, and? You dismissed those games like they didn't count? You don't dismiss those games, but it's how they lost those games. Right. Right. Remember a year ago, everybody was so enthralled with how good the Raiders were, and mm-hmm. they won eight games. Uh, eight and one in one score one games. Eight and one in one score games, right. right? Well, the flip side to that is the other side of the coin, which the Raiders are this year, and which the Chargers started out. Right. The Chargers last year were like one and eight in one score games. Right. And now so they continued it this year. You can have a good team. Right? You just can't finish, right? So you can fight, 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 and not be able to close it out. All right, it was 30 right? or 13 so Chiefs. You, they weren't playing like uh-huh. an 0-4 team, right? Because they were fighting. They were right in there, right to the end. Something traumatic happens. A lot to do with field goal kickers. They've been through more kickers this year than any other team. They've had four different kickers this year. Right. So you say, okay, well, you know, they're competitive. They had a kicking game. Maybe some things would be different. But here's what so I heard. When, when but they, they went, have the best quarterback in the AFC West. That was going in. Here's the thing. They have going without into question. It, yes. And I'm like, wait a second here. Alex Smith is second in the NFL in passing efficiency. He basically has the same numbers as Phillip Rivers going into the game, right. but actually better. Mm-hmm. Fewer interceptions, same touchdowns, yards are the same, higher completion percentage. And everyone's like, you need to bench him. You need He needs to be benched, right. all right? You need to put some unknown rookie in right now, even though the season's on the line. You need to shake it up. That was your words, Ethan. Those are my words. And I, w- since we're talking about this game, I yes. do want to come on record and? and say I was wrong. Wow. But hold on. Stop the presses. Uh, Todd Gurley just scored again? What happened there? I didn't even know. I'm losing Goff. track of that. Oh. This is unbelievable. But I will, like I was saying, all right, so, uh, I was wrong. All right. Alex Smith, yeah, was pretty good yesterday. Okay. Alex Smith was pretty good yesterday. was great the week before. Mm-hmm. And it is not time to shake it up and, and add a spark because they've recaptured their spark. They're playing well. So I strike my comment <laughs> from the record. All right. All right. Alex Smith had a passer rating of over 120. What about yeah. Philip Rivers, uh, Mr. People insist he has a ticket to the Hall, Hall of Fame ready to be punched. My boy, Can you give me that Hall of Fame moment for Phillip Rivers? When, when was that? No, I, I can't give you one. And <laughs> By the way, this is eight straight years they will have not won the AFC West. That is true. They suck. 
That's true. And elite quarterbacks find a way mm, to win their you. division. Find a way. They find a way now, to I win their division. Now, I know you division. watched this game last night. Try to, I'm trying to figure out this one play. So, the Chargers are trailing 17-13. And Kansas City is just kicked off mm-hmm. in the end zone. So, you got first down on the 25-yard line. You're down four. He hasn't thrown an interception over 160 consecutive passes, which, by the way, has coincided with four straight wins coming in. And on first down, he heaves a ball down the field into double coverage. You have to remember, you have to give people a precursor to that. Mm. He had done that twice earlier in the game. Right. Same situation, trying to go deep off a play action into double coverage. And got away with it. And got away with it. Two of the times, it was almost miraculous catches by Williams. Well, two to- one time, they had two... Chiefs defenders actually run into, into each, each other. other and almost flip the ball into the uh, into Williams' right. hand. Yeah, and this time when he did it again, I didn't understand. He obviously saw something that he was trying to take advantage of. Well, maybe he doesn't have the arm anymore to deliver. That ball was way under. But even if it was overthrown, the coverage was there. Yeah, it was no separation between any of the three players, two being on the opposite team. So the fact that he went to that a third time and it bit him in the butt, I, I it was just a complete disconnect. They were obviously saw something during the week that they could take advantage of, but once a team closes that loophole, you have to move on, and he hadn't moved on. That I, loss is on Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I mean that was bad. Now here's that was bad. I, I, now after the game, this is this is where things just go off the rail. After the game, Phillip Rivers said. By the way, did New England miss the extra point? Yes, they did. Goskowski missed another extra point? Yep. Suddenly, this guy has been missing. He started missing him last year. Kick All right, so Phil, uh, Pittsburgh's leading uh, New England 17-16, to 16, and the Rams are up 40-0. Holy moly. All right, this was after the game. So you watched the Chargers game, right? Yeah. Here's what Rivers said after the game. We kind of fell apart in a sense, I guess. We've just got to execute. Again, just what we talked about after <laughs> about during the last four games, not turning the ball over and getting takeaways. We were the opposite of that today. We turned the ball over too many times in this environment. We? We? You would have much rather him say I. Well, at least one I in there. Okay. Like I made a mistake or maybe I, I tried to force a couple of things that weren't there. We? I mean, I, I'm I'm just like I, 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 this guy's in complete denial. Yeah, he is in, in complete denial. Is it time for the Chargers to think about the quarterback of the future in the upcoming draft? Bye, Felicia. Well, they have to. You know, how many more years can Phillip Rivers go? And they want to bring someone if they want to have someone come in, a young player, and learn under Phillip Rivers. That would make the most sense. If you have Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield both sitting on the board, Lamar who would you Jackson. Take? Why? Because he's a dual threat, right? And although you think Anthony Lynn likes that dual threat, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't know. You well, would, he would you certainly would know be, more than me. He would be certainly a different option than but, what you currently have. But for Baker Mayfield, I think he was a tremendous college player. Yeah, <laughs> not quite sure how that'll translate into the NFL. How about the chip on his shoulder, though? That's love the chip play. on the shoulder, right? He had, yeah, two time walker. The, 
the problem with the chip right. on the shoulder is he's had some questionable things off the field. Yes. A lot of immaturity. But right he there. is everyone. He's a football junkie. He's, like, okay, he's one of those I get junkie it. Guys. I get it. I understand. Like it. Drew Brees is. But that what? Kind of guy. But what happens? The National Football League can turn into a nightmare to players like that. Wow. Right? I mean, it's 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 possible that he comes in. He has all the confidence in the world, and when things don't go right early on for him, he may not be able to recover. I'm not saying that to, that's him or his character. I'm just saying that, to me, just watching what I've seen from those two quarterbacks, Lamar and him, I would go with Lamar. All right, uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, much more on this Rams blowout. What's going to happen with the Steelers in New England? Can the 49ers hang on against Tennessee? A huge day, huge weekend in the NFL. NFL insider Alex Marvez will give us his take coming up next. Hi, man, it's Salam with you on this big NFL Sunday. Hey, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Well, we got two really tight games and one absolute blowout going on right now. Steelers hanging on to one-point lead, 17-16 over New England. Under four minutes to go in the third quarter there. The difference, a missed extra point. Tennessee has moved within three of the 49ers, 16-13 San Francisco, eight minutes to go in the third quarter there. And then we got 40-nothing Rams. 40 <laughs> Nothing ram. Wow. In Seattle. In Seattle under three minutes ago in the third quarter. Seattle cannot get off the field quick enough. Now, granted, they have a lot of holes in that defense, but come on. All right. Now, we have a man that's in Pittsburgh for this game between the Steelers and the Patriots. His accolades are, are long. Currently, Sirius XM NFL Radio, Sporting News NFL Insider. He says more in less time than any NFL person I know. Alex Marvez. So, Alex, give us a little insight as the Steelers are trying to extend their lead right now. What have you seen so far in this game? Well, I mean, you know, the Antonio Brown situation, no one's really saying anything, but there is something called compartment syndrome. And what it is is when blood builds up in your calf. So, you know, uh, hopefully he hasn't taken that local area hospital. It's not a broken leg or anything like that, and he'll be able to return. But, you know, look, this whole city, everyone here has been so amped up. For this game, you know, and in the pregame, Tom Brady comes out. He's waving, you know, he's like skipping out there, and he's telling fans, "Raise it up, raise it up," you know, ra- you know, raising his arms up, trying to get the crowd going. I mean, he was so into this, but you know, look, this is a limited Pittsburgh team compared to what it's been in the past. And obviously, the Steelers now in the end zone get to extend this lead. They're not as dominant a defense as they've been, and, and they are now really truly on the ropes. And tell you, they are not playing in Foxborough during the postseason for a long extended period of time. This is a Patriots team that may very well fall short. Le'Veon Bell, by the way, getting in the end zone to extend that lead. All right, we just had enough there because you were saying it before we actually saw it yeah. there. Yeah. I, this is, uh, I'm living in the future, by the way. Buy Bitcoin. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, oh, that, I know everybody's <laughs> saying that. But, you know, this is a statement game. Uh, we've no, we know the, the the trouble that Pittsburgh's had with with New England, and this is a we're gonna be first place. You guys gonna have to come see us in the playoffs. Uh, can you get that sense and that sentiment there, especially in 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 the in the, in the city? Yeah, especially because from look, Mike Tomlin was talking about this game three weeks ago. He was talking about this before they played, you know, the Bengals before they played the uh, before the Ravens. I mean, he was looking ahead 
to this game, and he wasn't trying to kid anybody. Look, when, when you know, you have the, the lack of success that they've had. I believe Ben Roethlisberger, what, has about two career victories against the Patriots? Yeah. I, I mean, and I'm not exaggerating. You know, and you look at what Tom Brady's done to them. You know, he had just that interception he threw right now, great stat up on CBS. He had gone 301 consecutive passes without an interception. And, you know, as our, as our you know, my friend Rick Flair would say, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And, you know, I really feel like the Steelers feel that way. And, look, so much is at stake right now. You know, you think about it with Antonio Brown. You know, if he has to miss a couple of weeks, well, it won't matter if you win this game because he'll be back for the postseason, hopefully, hopefully, if it's not a severe injury. But you see my point here, you're able to start resting these guys, especially on a team that has a couple, bit, a couple of older players or guys that you don't want to get worn down, like Le'Veon Bell, like Ben Roethlisberger. So, no, they've been chomping at the bit for this one. And listen, they sense that the Patriots are a team on the ropes. You lose to the Miami Dolphins the way that they did on Monday Night Football, short week. You know, and, and again, not every weapon at their disposal this season. You know, Chris Hogan being out's a big deal. I mean, this is a Patriots team that has its limitations. And unless they get Rob Gronkowski cranking and maybe can try to control the clock with a run, I think the Steelers are going to end up winning this one. Yeah, right? and when you look at their remaining schedule, I mean, they got the Texans and the Browns. I mean, this is pretty much their season right here moving forward because, like you said, some of those guys can get some key rest uh, for the next two weeks. Huge, huge if they can just wrap all this up tonight. And then the Patriots, they would fall to that number three seed. They would have to play on opening week if this is the case. And the Jacksonville Jaguars went out. And the way the Tennessee Titans are struggling right now against the 49ers, the way the Jacksonville Jaguars are surging, taking it to the Houston Texans today, I mean, look, this could very well be the, you know, look, the Patriots outside of Fox Road, not very good, okay? They've never made it to a Super Bowl under Belichick and, and Brady where they've had to play three playoff games. I believe they're 7-8 and eight in the postseason outside of Gillette Stadium. I mean, the odds aren't in their favor to be able to make the type of run to get to the, to the Super Bowl. And that's what we talk about with the, with the, uh, you know, with the Patriots. It's not like the Rams and the great story. Oh, they made it to the playoffs after 13 seasons. No, when it comes to the Patriots, success is measured by whether you make it to a Super Bowl or not and whether you win it. Alex Marvez joining us. Alex, uh, as you're sitting there in Pittsburgh, we're watching the Rams just destroy the Seahawks, 40 to nothing, uh, and it's been more one-sided than the score indicates. Russell Wilson literally running for his life. He's been sacked seven times. They finally got in the end zone, but let me ask you this. When you look at the NFC, Nick Foles played well enough today for the Eagles to win. Vikings defense continues to roll. Carolina big win, uh, and Cam Newton looking good against Green Bay. The Saints obviously continue to win. How do you shake out the NFC right now, Alex? I'm big in Minnesota because I don't think they're going to make the big mistake along the way. You know what I mean? Case Keenum does a really good job taking care of the football, and that defense is just so good. It is championship caliber, and you know now the game against Green Bay. It is you know that'll be an interesting one for them in terms of. You know, they, they, you know, it'll help them if they win. They've already got the NFC North, but the Packers out for revenge, obviously, for Aaron Rodgers in that situation. But, you know, Carolina, New Orleans, these two teams can get hot. I still have my, a little trepidation about how good the Saints are. You know, I mean, again, defensively, I just think they've been so injured. Not sure if they're going to have enough juice to go all the way through. Carolina, a very dangerous team, but how is this stuff with Jerry Richardson going to resonate inside that building? You, you saw the Sports Illustrated report, accusations of sexual harassment, accusations of racial epitaphs, being ter- slurred, you know, slurs being toward, given toward a Panther scout. This stuff goes around. This can rip a team apart. And I really wonder now that this news is out there, whether the Carolina Panthers can respond in a positive light. And who knows what the NFL is going to do? 
Are they going to suspend Jerry Richardson? Are they going to look at people inside this in, inside the organization and say you might be culpable to this and have them get suspended? I mean, so this is something really to watch at this point. The outside factors involved in what is obviously a terrible scandal for this team. Mm. All right. So, and and by the way, we're also watching this 49er game right now. How are the 49ers going to handle the Jimmy Garoppolo situation? Are they going to give him a long-term deal? Are they going to franchise tag him to see what he could do over the course of a full year? What is their game plan, you think, for Garoppolo? Well, when I talked to John Lynch about this about nine days ago, they you know they hadn't really talked. They they've been in touch with the agent. Don't get me wrong, but they're like sort of let's let this play out a little bit and see where things go from here. Now each week Jimmy Garoppolo looks better and better, so the price tag goes up. Now the question is, after watching him for five games, are you willing to make to pay him? And I'm not exaggerating here, Derek Carr-type money, Matt Stafford-type money. I'm not saying make him the highest-paid quarterback in the game, but when you look at the financial you know, forces in effect here, you may, want to, you may franchise him and say, okay, he's got to prove it for another year, and then try to sign him. This is getting to be the tricky part about quarterbacks in the NFL because the money on the franchise tag is so high. Guys don't mind playing for $24 million and go, you know, going season to season knowing that even if they don't sign a long-term deal, the next year – you can pick up a 110% raise from what you're making and ultimately escape that franchise tag. So, so right now, I would think that it's going to be a franchise tag. But, you know, the big question with the 49ers having ample salary cap space available, can they pay him? Would they be willing to pay him the type of money to lock him up for the long haul so they don't have to worry about this in the future? By the way, we're watching the game you're at in Pittsburgh, and right in the middle of a play, Brady held up a sign saying, don't doubt me, Marvez. What is that all about? <laughs> in the middle of the game. I mean, I'm like, wow. Uh, all right. Alex, as always, man, it's great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of the game. Hey, thank you guys so much. Thanks, talk Alex. Alex Marvez, Series XM uh, NFL Radio, Sporting News NFL uh, Insider, and the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's bring on David once again to give us a little update on – some pretty good games we got going on right now, David. Yeah, thankfully, at least one in Pittsburgh. Second and goal at the three. Ben in the shotgun. Bell gets the call. Turns down to the goal line. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell wouldn't be denied. Went off the left side and scored a rushing touchdown for the eighth time this year. Nice job by Pittsburgh on the Steelers radio network. They're up right now 24-16. A couple of injury notes in this one. Antonio Brown, left leg injury, does not come back into the ballgame. Went for x-rays in the second quarter, and now is on his way to the hospital. So stay tuned on all of that. Rex Burkhead on the other side of the game, knocked out with a knee injury. He will not return as well. Meanwhile, Rams and Seahawks. Silent count has the snap. Scrambles to his right and throws. Gurley in the flat. Gurley at the 10. Gurley goes in. His fourth touchdown of the day. Three on the ground and now one through the air. Sean McVay celebrates. Gurley going off in Seattle. Coach of the year? Maybe. Gurley, 152 total yards in this one. Four TDs. Rams, 40. Seahawks, not enough. Just seven. Meanwhile, Titans offense has woken up a little bit. They trail right now 16-13. This ballgame's got 230 left in the third quarter. Earlier today, Cincinnati, they got beat down in Minnesota. Vikings captured the NFC North crown 34-7. Packers come back, falls a buck short, 31-24. Panthers, Aaron Rodgers, three INTs in the loss. Jaguars, they beat down the Texans 45-7. The Saints hold on to beat the Jets 31-19. All right, very good, David. Thank you so much. And, uh, oh, by the way, coming to to you live from the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it is Hartman and Salam with you. So just to update to you again, you heard up the updates, but yeah, we're coming to the end of the third quarter right now. Steelers with the ball, but they're backed up 
uh, leading 24-16 against New England. And a big missed extra point by Guskowski, making it an eight-point game instead of a seven-point game. This is where New England is going to try to pin back Pittsburgh on what will be the last play of the third quarter. Le'Veon Bell, man. Oh, my goodness. You know, how does he get – he stops. I, you know He's what? the only running back I've ever I've seen. I've never blocked for a running back like that. That stops and lets he. You know what he does? He can, he can see blocks developing well ahead of the blocks actually developing. Yeah, but the problem with that, and what I've always thought was, the hole is there and then it closes. Right. Right. Extremely. You you got less than a second for a hole. Well, that's to what close. they always say. Hit hit the hole. Hit hard. the hole. Right. He doesn't do that. He doesn't. He'll stop and. As long as their offensive line can stay between the defenders, they don't have to get pinned or, or, or movement off the ball. As long as they can keep contact on the defensive lineman, he'll just work his way through that line and find a crease. He'll he'll wait for a defensive player to take himself out of the play, and then he'll exploit that. I've never seen anybody do it like that. He he rarely is unique. A unique talent, by the way. Twenty carries, hundred five yards, and a touchdown already in this game. Uh, again, now with you know we were talking to Marvez there, New England, because as well as Jackson, we haven't even talked about Jacksonville. Blake I, I, Bortles is now playing well. That is crazy. And they, if New England loses, they could drop to a three C. Jacksonville could actually get a bye. How about that? Jacksonville, like we, we all year long, we started to miss dismiss Jacksonville as like not real, but their defense has been outstanding, and finally Bortles is showing something. I I, I can't even explain it because I was so hell with a lot of people hell bent against Blake Bortles. I just yep. didn't think he had enough, but like I said, that confidence, boy, that's. That's a heck of a thing when you can go. I mean, they got the top defense. They got the number one scoring defense, uh, number one, um, uh, number one sacks in the league. I mean, look they, at the way they the shut board. down TJ Yates today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look, all they do is play. They play the people on the schedule, man. No yeah, one exactly. knew TJ Yates was going to be the, mm-hmm. the uh, unstar of that game. Look the way they slow down Alfred Blue. It just, you know, they're playing. Right. Like a team that's trying to earn a reputation. Well, right? they have now won not seven even, of their last eight it, games. It, it's not even. It's not pretty. It's not anything. They want to be a hard nosed team. Mm-hmm. And the last time Tom Coughlin was there, that's the type of team they were. Hard nosed defensive team can run the ball and do enough offensively to where they can put points on the board. It's a great mix between offense and defense. And having Tom Coughlin back in that organization is has been a tremendous blessing no for them. No doubt. No doubt about that. they're going to even be better when they get Eli next year. <laughs> Wait a second. You're going to bench Bortles? Yes. By the way, Fournette didn't even play today for Jacksonville. Yes, I am going to bench Bortles. You're going to bench yeah. Bortles for Eli Manning. That's interesting. In any in any league at any age, yes, I will do that. Yes. By the way, if the Titans come back to win this game, all right, we're, we're approaching the end of the third quarter here. Mariota's finally woken up and got that Titans offense moving. 49ers leading 16-13, to 13, but the Titans are on the move. 
this could be a fatal blow for teams like the Chargers because if the Titans win, they go to nine and five. Hmm. A nine and seven team is probably going to make it in the AFC. We said earlier it wasn't. There will be a nine and seven wild card. You know you had a Freudian slip right there. How's that? You said if the Chargers win, they'll go to nine and five. You meant wow. the Titans. See, you see, see that right you there? See, you see how entrenched the Chargers are in my mind? <laughs> I know. My I hatred goes so deep for Dean Spanos. <laughs> I want nothing but misery for that individual. I just wish A man would. that was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. <laughs> I can't say enough bad things about Dean Spanos. It Although would've... I could. You want me to go, I no, could go further? No, no, it's fine. All we right. get it. We understand. And Relax. it just, you know, it just wasn't a market up here for them in terms of a fan base, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Go Chargers! You know, at least San Diego State gets their own stadium now, so we have to just. Well, uh, we, no, no, that's not done yet, Mr. It's coming, Aztec. It's okay, coming. it's coming. They have a vote next year. We have the ability that could lead to, to now. a new Aztec. Would you be there for the uh, the first game? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I might even get a luxury box. Hell yeah! <laughs> you never know, man. It's a nice spot. It'll be about 35,000 seats. That's perfect. All spread open That's and everything perfect. like that. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. So get in that San, San Diego. One of the winningest football teams in the in the nation only, the last three only years. Only Alabama, Alabama and Clemson have won more games over the last three years. Than their, uh, Absolutely. Past. Although, I'll tell you one thing. That Armed Forces Bowl, not going to be a gimme against Army. No. Army's, Army's pretty good. But the thing that I like about that is mm-hmm. – they're so one-dimensional. <laughs> yes, they are. We're and, good. And we're the good. Aztecs have an advantage because they did play Air Force earlier. Right. that runs the exact same offense. Yep. So we're 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 I'll I'll bet on our guys stopping the <laughs> quadruple option uh, and not worrying about the passing attack because that's when we you know we falter a little bit when quarterbacks drop back and throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. All right, we got uh, Pittsburgh with the ball right now again, leading twenty-four sixteen. We're inside four uh, thirteen minutes to go in the game. And New England offensively, again, you're so limited. When you don't have a running game, and the Patriots, none. Uh, Brady's trying to do it on his own, and he's been pretty roughed up in this game. Very ordinary numbers. Uh, Roethlisberger's outplayed him. Let me ask you this. If Pittsburgh wins out, shouldn't Ben Roethlisberger be in the MVP conversation? Well, yeah, but that's the whole thing with Ben. No one ever talks about Ben Roethlisberger Do you realize I don't think he's ever received even a vote. Nobody talks about it. Why? I mean, you look at his if past he, if, if he puts up yards, they'll, Antonio Brown, there he is. I'm like, well, he's not in the game right now. Antonio Brown went out with that injury. They talk Le'Veon Bell. Everybody. Why Why do? Why does Ben not get any uh, recognition? I, I just – I think because he's always been a product of great teams when he came into the league and was Remember the youngest quarterback. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl right, and so on and so day, forth. Day, yeah. it, it just it just seems that that's what his trajectory will be in terms of, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but it's the weapons around him. Yeah, let's see. Last week against Baltimore, he's 44 of 66 for 506 yards, becoming, by the way, the first quarterback in NFL history to have three 500-yard passing games yeah, in his career. Yeah, no one talks about him. Remember he had seven touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was it, last year? Well, in a I game? Mean, we 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 assume that Wentz was in the driver's seat, but he's gone. Yes. Then I even, I even mentioned, look at with all my disdain for Dean Spanos, I said going into that Chargers Chiefs game, if the Chargers were to win out, and Phillip plays the kind of football he had been playing leading up to last night's game, you'd have to say he's in the conversation. Zero four start, finished ten and six, won the division, but he's gone after that game. You Russell can- Wilson's been getting a lot of recognition, but he ain't going to get any MVP awards after this blowout loss. No. No, you got to put 
Roethlisberger in the conversation. We talked about Tom Brady, but Brady's looked very ordinary over the last couple of weeks. Who's left? It's got to be Ben. It's got to be Ben. Got to be Ben. If the Steelers went out, if they win today, and he has, and he's played beautifully. If they went out, look at this on definitely. third down pass in this game: nine of eleven, one hundred sixteen yards and a touchdown against New England. Against New England, that uh, terrible defense that we saw from New England at the beginning of the the year, right, is rearing its ugly head again. Ben Roethlisberger using his legs, mm-hmm. scrambling for a first down, looking like a Volkswagen being pushed on the freeway, trying to get a, trying to get a jump start. <laughs> The 18-wheeler coming down the, the highway there. Does Matt Patricia know he'll never get a head coaching job looking the way he does? He doesn't want to get a head coaching job. Well, he's, he's applied for jobs. I think he's fine. I think he's fine there. But you do realize if you're the head coach of the team, you are sort of like, I don't know, like the face of the team, right? Right, right. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no matter how talented he is as a coach, they don't want that. But look at Belichick's look. Yeah, I understand, but I mean the beer, the reverse cap, and everything—that's that's not going to impress an owner. It's just not. I'm not saying maybe he should, and I'm not saying that you know everybody's out of GQ that's a head coach of the NFL. Far from it, but for some, I'm looking at Patricia. I'm like that, that's just not going to get it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you look—you look like you uh, fell out of uh, you know a Vegas road trip. <laughs> This is this is Monday morning after a Vegas road trip after the weekend in he's Vegas. He's like Zach Galifianakis. He's oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's the same guy, right? <laughs> it's Hangover, Hangover like Four. It. All right, whether it's true or not, it's too soon, bro. All right, we're <laughs> we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, we continue on with the coverage of everything going on in the National Football League, plus some interesting develops as well on the college front. Coming up next. I hate that song. Do you, th- do you think when Irving Berlin was writing like White Christmas and some other of the uh, Christmas, he had this in mind of absolutely not of where we eventually go with Christmas tunes? All right, once again, here we are, Hartman and Salam. Great news! Quick way to save money: switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on your car insurance. The Tennessee Titans have taken the lead over the 49ers, and Jimmy Garoppolo just made an unbelievable pass. It was about a 52-yard oh pass, God. something like that. They came on the full-out blitz, and he got – look at this pass. Well, mm, you talk mm, about mm. arm strength. He basically on one foot had the receiver open, and he took advantage. Wow. So 49ers trailing right now the Titans 20-16. to 16. Huge game for the Titans as they try to move to 9-5 and five and solidify their position for a postseason bid in the AFC. A loss, and the Titans are in deep trouble. Yeah, they are. Deep trouble with the rest of their schedule coming up. So uh, keep an eye on this. So the 49ers now, 12 and a half minutes to go in the game, and they are in Tennessee territory uh, inside the 40-yard line. Meanwhile, the Steelers leading New England 24-16, seven and a half minutes to go in this game. And New England has the ball inside their own 30-yard line. So we'll see what Tom Brady can do there. And meanwhile, the Seahawks can't get off the field quick enough. Down 40-7 to at home, 10 minutes to go against the Rams. I want to ask you this about, uh, you know, the whole process of evaluating talent, and you know, especially at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. whether or not they're NFL-ready. Do they have the potential to be the guy? 
And I bring this up right now with all the bowl games going on. And, you know, people are always like, this is ridiculous, 41 bowl games. But you have to understand why bowl games are valuable to these college programs. It's extra practice time. Well, it's extra money, number one. Well, it's money, but from a coaching standpoint, you're getting that extra month. And good coaches use that to look at some of their new talent. You already get a jump on the next season. But now more and more you got these players that say, I'm not playing. Yes. One guy that is still on the fence is Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen. He has yet to decide whether he's going to play this uh, bowl game for Wyoming and why this matters is that Josh Allen, despite the fact that he did nothing to speak of this year at Wyoming in a very weak conference relatively defensively, uh, is still being touted as a top 15 pick. Ah, that's a tough one. And granted, he lost all of his offensive weapons yes. uh, last year, yep. uh, which I get. I understand that. Um, this is a young man who has had some shoulder issues. Um, he put up big-time numbers last year, yep. looked good. A lot of scouts like him, like his size. Uh, the fact that he played out <clears throat> excuse me, in Wyoming and the elements. But you, know, you know where he showed up? In June, I guess they have that Peyton Manning quarterback yep. camp. And Darnell was there, and Rosen was there. People hated Darnell when they saw him out there. But the guy that everyone talked about was Josh Allen. That's where he really skyrocketed. Right. But still, how do you evaluate a guy like this? Uh, I mean, you got to have something to look at that says, yeah, that, oh, oh, look at that, look at that, yeah. What you do, and in, in terms of him not playing in the bowl game, I understand what he's thinking if he's – projected to be a top 15 pick and he's had some uh some issues with injury why would you risk it why would you risk somebody coming off the edge uh now you're playing a team that you know you're not familiar with someone they've had a, a they're healthy they've had a month to practice and prepare for you and you know the last thing you want is a blindside hit and boom yeah. there you go there goes that shoulder and you're done right. and so you look at other like, you hold know. on, hold on. Oh, Tom Brady. Was he out of bounds? He was out of bounds. He was out of bounds and came back on the field. Step, Big Brent, pass would have been down to the five-yard line. Brandon Cooks just caught a bomb from Tom Brady, but he stepped out of bounds before uh, he can't, uh, before uh, he caught the ball, which you can't do. can't be the first to touch the ball uh, if you went out of bounds without being forced out. So that would have been a huge play for New England, but it is going to be nullified. Meanwhile, the 49ers are trying to get the lead. Oh, and the Titans storming over Garoppolo right there. Down he goes. See, nobody's taking these teams in the AFC South seriously. No, they're not. They Maybe they should. I mean, Tennessee, Jacksonville, I don't know. They look pretty well, good. Well, Jacksonville right. definitely needs to be taken serious. Um, that defense, and if you can <laughs> If you can bottle what Blake Bortles has been able to do the last four weeks, then goodness, you deserve what you get. I mean, there, there get. were still people only a couple of weeks ago saying, when are they going to put in Chad Henney? When are they going to put in Chad Henney? Yeah, I mean, they're rolling with him, man. And, you know, kudos to them. Oh, that's, oh. 49ers have to settle for a field goal attempt, and it is good. So Tennessee's lead is cut to 20 to 19, eight and a half minutes ago there. What just happened here in the uh, Steeler game? P.I. They cannot P. guard Rob Gronkowski. They should know on third down, on third down, you must roll the safety over the top of Rob Gronkowski. No single person except for Eric Berry 
who plays, who's on IR right now, plays for the Chiefs, can guard him one-on-one. You can't do it. He's too big. He's way too big. Can't do it. You're tackling him all the way down the field. You, you only allowed to grab him for the five yards. No, you, no, no, no. But you can't even press him because he's so big and so strong. Right. He just uh, he just literally runs right through that. All right, we're going to continue to monitor from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios this Steelers-Patriots game next. Uh, so many crazy things going on this weekend in the NFL. It is Fox Football Sunday. Harbin and Salam with you coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you. 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate code. All right, we got two games coming down the wire right now. We got Pittsburgh and New England. Two and a half minutes to go. Clock running. Pittsburgh has a third and four up by five. They're in the shotgun. Big Ben looking over the middle, and he is stopped. Stopped. Pittsburgh will have to punt. Clock's oh. going to tick down to the two-minute warning, so New England will get the ball back. With about two minutes to go, oh, this timeout is, New England with 2.13. This is exactly where you don't want to be if you're a Steelers fan or player or uh, coach. Yeah, and look at Alex. He has his hands on his head. He's like, what was that? He's off work right now. He cannot leave. No, he cannot leave. So I believe New England called a timeout. Juju Smith-Schuster gets stopped well short of the first down on a quick pass. Here's what I do not understand. It is third and four. Why are you throwing a ball two yards? You yeah, know, old school sense. football. Let me. I like to go old school with you once in a while, okay. Ephraim. In the old days, if you needed third and four, your receivers went to the first down marker, and then they turned around. If you needed third and four, you went five on your route. You went five. This idea of throwing underneath and having guys run for the first down, I don't get it. Not in this kind of critical situation. Not at all. So it, fourth and one, two sixteen to go. New England called an early timeout because they're going to get another timeout. Look what's going on with San Francisco. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is leading that team back. They're down twenty to nineteen. We got six and a half minutes to go. Right, here's the punt, big punt for Pittsburgh, and we're going to get a little bit of return by Amendola. So New England will start the ball on their own twenty-three yard line. Two oh six to go in the half. All right, San Francisco down 20 to 19 to Tennessee. Pinback in their own territory. Jimmy Garoppolo now 315 yards passing. They've gotten to the Tennessee 33 yard line. It's funny because both of these games are in similar situations. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo came from New England. They just put up a prompt that said Tom Brady has 50 game winning. Uh, drives in another the big play quarter. for the 49ers all the way down to the 12 in the fourth quarter or overtime and here Jimmy Garoppolo is starting out his uh oh his, first his down career. for Brady wow. and almost threw a pick what was that was he was a, was his arm hit almost threw a pick oh, oh it was it, it was, was tipped. tipped oh oh goodness gracious yeah that would have been the end of the game right there. <laughs> All right, so the uh, Patriots I'm, avoid one bullet. I feel for you, Alex. All right, one bullet there. So, again, 201. So, they still haven't gotten to the two-minute warning. Second and 10. Patriots on their own 23-yard line. They're trailing the Steelers 24-19. Rob Gronkowski. Meanwhile, the 49ers it. are trying to get in the end zone. They're down to the 10. Brady is over the line of scrimmage. What did no. I just say? What did I just say? They go to the Gronk. 
There Rob it is. Rob Gronkowski. Cannot be stopped. You would think they'd put somebody on that 6'6 six, six guy going across the middle. <laughs> yeah, they trying, they, they're playing man-to-man across the board, and he cannot he can't guard Rob Gronkowski. All right, two-minute warning. Technically, 155 to go. New England getting the first down there. Again, trailing 24-19. and 19. That's the one thing about Brady. Brady is good at avoiding the rush from the outside. Pressure has to come from the middle on Brady. Because he's so good at taking that step forward. Cannot let him step up. Because he keeps his eyes down the field and will find, especially if it's Gronkowski, the receiver he's looking for. All right. Meanwhile, let's go back to that Tennessee-San Francisco game. 20-19, to Tennessee is leading. This is a huge game for the Titans. It's a huge game for Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. 49ers. Garoppolo trying to be the first quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger to win his first five NFL starts. Throws one to the end zone, and it's intercepted. No, it's oh! Not. It's dropped. That was a pretty good defensive play by the receiver. Yeah. That was that was a risk. Ooh. That was not a great pass there by Garoppolo. Not a good pass there. This ball is literally stripped away from the defender by the receiver. The pass was in the end zone. He had it, and he pulled it out. Look at that. It's oh. a great play by that receiver. Yeah. You know, this is interesting because, you know, we talked earlier in the show about does Jimmy Garoppolo deserve a franchise tag or does he deserve uh, to be paid? Right. Uh, on big long, money. Big money on a long-term deal. And he avoided a sack. Oh, man, they came after him. What he does right now in situations like this is going to answer a lot of those questions. It's going to hurt or help. And either, either way, because well, this is what separates the quarterbacks. You know, I yes. mean, these guys can all throw the ball. We get it. You know, between the twenties, what are you doing in the red zone? And more importantly, what are you doing when the game, game is, is on, on the, the line? line? Are you making plays? Are you? I mean, you see the difference week after week after week. The difference between a a great quarterback and the also Rams. All right, it's third and seven for 17. the 49ers. Oh, third and seventeen. Little screen pass oh, and they wow. get the first down. On in the end zone, touch. Oh, oh the book. And it's touchdown. recovered by. I didn't see if New England. Well, who got the ball? Oh, this A is Tennessee amazing. player flew in there. He's oh, pointing to offensive pass interference. Offensive pass interference. Wow. The ball was recovered by the 49ers in the end zone. Again, a little under four minutes to go in this game. So we're not in the last minute. All right. Big pass over the middle to Gronkowski again for Tom Brady. Bro, there's nothing, there's nothing you could do, man. All what, right, it whatever was offensive defense. pass interference against the 49ers. They're gonna have to move that thing back. All right, so man, New England right now. We got two games going on. Once again, Brady a little pump fake, and then he goes down the field to Gronk. Big play. So New England has now got the ball at the Pittsburgh. Where are we? Show me a shot, folks. Show me a shot right now. All right, let's take a look here. So, Ronkowski, he. All right, they're at the 25 yard line. line. All right, 25 yard line. First down of the Pittsburgh 25 again. New England trailing by five, a minute 10, and the clock's running. Brady's back to pass, getting out of the pressure, throws over the middle. It is what a catch by Gronkowski again inside the 10 yard line. Can't stop. That was a miraculous catch. They can't, it's nothing you can do. It's embarrassing. Yeah, what's embarrassing is that Gronkowski's even playing right now in the NFL after his uh, a criminal attack against that Buffalo player two weeks ago. This guy should not be in the league right now. He should be in jail. 
Jail. Jail. That was an assault. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was an assault. That if was. It happened on the street. He'd be in jail. That was low brow. We call low that brow? low brow. What if he had permanently hurt that guy? Yep. What if he had broken his neck? Would he be in Which jail? Which he could have. It's happened in the NHL. By they've they've had criminal charges against players doing the exact same thing. All right, so they're inside the ten yard line right now. Fifty eight seconds left in the game. You know what? If I were New England, I would keep Tom Brady. I'm just saying. We're talking about you know, <laughs> quarterbacks making plays when it counts. You think? Okay. Any argument on greatest of all time? No, no not from me. All right, so here we go. We're inside the 10-yard line. We're about the 8-yard line. New England hands the ball off and walks in the end touchdown. zone. Touchdown. Lewis. Touchdown. Just they were thinking. Pass. They were just absolutely. Steelers were prepared for the pass. And Lewis just walks into the end zone. 25. Deion Lewis. 24. 25-24, you go for two here, obviously. You have to go for two here. Right. So, Deion Lewis goes in the end zone, and the Alex is, is stunned. He was supposed to – he was off work. It's not over yet. You still have Big Ben. Remember Big Ben? Still got Big Ben, and all you need is a field goal. Speaking of field goals, that's where the 49ers are right now. They got fourth and 26 after that debacle. Robbie Gold will be on now to attempt uh, his fifth field goal for the game – for the 49ers, they're down one to Tennessee. The field goal is good. Good as gold. But still, 309, 308 to go right now. Tennessee will get the ball back down two. Two point conversion, good. Rob Gronkowski. Wow. Unstoppable force. Think about this. Let's go back to that third and four call for the Steelers. Basically, all they needed was a first down to run out the clock. Yep. And you throw the ball two yards over the middle. What is that? Can't stop Gronkowski, man. It's unbelievable. But this, this shouldn't even happen. The Steelers had a third and four, oh. and instead of throwing to a ball <laughs> past the first down marker, they throw the ball two yards short and hope that the guy's going to get there they and throw he gets swarmed a, on they it. They throw him a fade on the two-point conversion, and the DB is, or the safety is just its like a rag doll out there. Right. It's like me playing with my six-year-old. <laughs> Think of how good you would have been as a tight end. Well... That's you could have been dominant. That's where I was. I, they moved me. so You could have been Gronk. Yeah, with a little bit more swagger. <laughs> and a little less stupidity. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Oh, we got a long way to go. We got this game coming up here. Under a minute to go, New England and Pittsburgh. Can Tennessee come back to beat the 49ers? We got it all covered coming up next. All right, here we go. Harbin and Salam, Kevin, you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This New England-Pittsburgh game. Unreal. All right, so here's what happens. So, New England scores, gets the two-point, they're up three. A little drag pass to Juju Smith-Schuster goes all the way down for like 70 yards. First and goal for Pittsburgh. They think they have a touchdown pass, but upon review, they said as the receiver is crossing the goal line that he lost control of the ball. So now we have 28 seconds to go, second and goal for the Steelers. Again, they're trailing by three, but they're trying to get in the end zone to win the game. They don't want to have to settle for the field goal in overtime. Big Ben back to pass. They're blitzing. He gets away from it. Pass over the middle. Stop well short down to the six, and the clock is running. 20 seconds, 19. They don't have a timeout left. No timeouts for the Steelers. They're going to have to spike out. We're at 12, 11. They're We're going down for inside it. They're going 10. For it. He's going to he's going to Oh, he was going to throw it. And it's intercepted. intercepted. 
Unbelievable. Intercepted. Big Ben went for it. The fake spike. New England smelled it. He threw it in the middle, and it's intercepted on a tip. Unbelievable. I just want to, I just want to say this. This is what I want to say. Look at this play. So Big Ben's faking the spike like we all saw that coming. Throws over the ball, tipped, intercepted. Over. When they were reviewing the touchdown pass that Ben Roethlisberger thought he threw, I said, number one, they're going to overturn it because it's New England, and that's what they do. Number two, now watch something catastrophic happen. Oh. Did I not say that? Well, first of all. Did I not just say that? You you could smell the fake spike because the clock was running, right? Because even if he spikes the ball, there's maybe, I don't know, four seconds left, one shot at it. But again, even then, you were kicking the field goal to go to overtime. You're at home. So I I knew this I this smells like something New England gets away with. It you, does. I mean, this is this is this is per usual. This is not out of the but, norm. But look at that, look at that fake spike. That's on Ben. You know he made that call on his yeah, own. Yeah, because it was and only when, it was only one route being ran. I understand, but when when you don't have a guy, you can't force the ball there. Cannot. Just throw it away. Cannot. Kick the field goal. Go to overtime. You can't throw that ball. Wow. You can't. Wow. But this reverse play, you're going to see this replayed over and over again. You can't throw this pass. No. No. There are four New England guys there. Ah. Throw it away. Ah. And you don't throw a slant. You throw a fade. Unbelievable. You don't throw a slant to the middle of the field when the defense is packed in. You throw a fade. That way only one person can catch it. Your receiver. Or he knocks it out. You don't throw it into the middle of the defense. It's awful. That was a big bang call all the way. So with that win, New England now... At 11-3, Pittsburgh at 11-3, obviously New England has the tiebreaker. So there are the Pats, once again, sitting as the one seed in the AFC. Gronkowski being interviewed, he, of course, uh, was quite the catalyst, to say the least. Oh, my goodness. For New England Monster in this game. game. Monster game. Nothing you can do. Can't stop him. All Nine right. catches, 168 yards. 135 yards receiving in the second half alone for Gronk in this game. Again, a guy that should be in jail right now instead of playing in the NFL, but that's my opinion. <laughs> he assaulted somebody. I a, get a defenseless it. player faced down the field, and he jumped on the back of his neck. 265 pounds. Should have broken his neck. I get it. I, I mean, understand. Honestly, if he were to file charges. Hey, that's the Patriots way. Right? It's the Patriots way. Big Ben. So much for his MVP. Out. Another guy eliminated from the MVP conversation. Big Ben, out. I don't know if there's going to be an MVP this year. Tom Brady, man. All right, so Tennessee, by the way, is still alive in their game. So it is 22-20 San Francisco. Two-minute warning has just hit. The Titans need this game. And Mariota is leading his team right now, and it looks like another first down. We're at 155 to go. Titans are in 49ers territory. Again, with a victory, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes the first starting quarterback since Big Ben who wins his first five NFL starts. 
But for Tennessee, looking at the remainder of their schedule, they have to win this game. All right, so we'll keep our eye on that game. Here's uh, that that Steeler Patriots game. Believe me, this is going to be relived forever. Oh yeah, this is the game of the week by far. They're going to be playing it over and over and over again. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable right. fireworks. Tennessee on uh, second down gets the ball. Murray uh, uh, is inside the 40-yard line. Again, they're at least trying to get into field goal territory to win this game. But this is New England, man. This is New England. Look at Alex. He just he can't move. He's frozen. He can't move. Like what just happened? What just happened? Five minutes ago, they had a <laughs> touchdown in the lead. Well, think about exactly. You you had this miracle comeback where the Patriots take the lead. Juju Smith-Schuster on just a little drag play goes 70 yards, putting them in a position. What, first did, I, to what did I tell you he should have done? Should have stayed down the sideline. Stayed down the sideline. He cut had, back over the middle he of the had field. blockers coming. He decided he wanted to cut back across the middle of the field and away from his actual support and his blockers, and he got caught at the 10-yard line. First and goal at the 10 with 30, <laughs> what, 35, 34 seconds left in the game. Right. Three plays later, interception in the end zone. All right, we got a third and two right now for Tennessee. They are at the 32-yard line of the 49ers. There's a minute 20 to go. Again, the 49ers leading this one 22 to 20. Timeout. So Mariota is going to the uh, sidelines right now to try to figure this thing out. Uh, they need some more yards. Another first down, and they will definitely get themselves into reasonable uh, position for a game-winning field goal. I, I, I just wow, wow. I mean, just why did why did Ben throw that ball? <laughs> you're down three. You're at home. Awful. Awful. Just throw it away. Get the field goal. Go to overtime. You can't force that throw. That's such a Philip Rivers type of thing to do. Wow. He took it all the way back there, huh? I had to get that back in. See, I had to get back in. Well, I'm just, you know, I, like I said, you know, when you have veteran quarterbacks, you know, we're talking about two guys, by the way, Rivers and Roethlisberger in the same draft. You, you'd think the one advantage of having a, a, a veteran quarterback is in critical situations making the right decision. Right. You know, that. Decision making is so much part of being a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, you got to have to throw there. You know, where do you throw away? When do you eat? You know, all these things. I, I tell Tom you, Brady this. never seems to make the wrong decision. I tell you this: this is going to make for one heck of a AFC Championship game in New England. In New England. In New England. How about that? All right. So Tennessee has been stopped, and they have a fourth down, and we're going to see a field goal attempt. So right now there's a minute 12 to go. Tennessee looking to take the lead. Suck up is your kicker. I love that name. Suck up. Brian Suck up. This is no gimme. This is about 50 yards. Mm. This is a 50-yard attempt for Suck up. So let's see what happens here. Suck up is going to attempt a 50-yard field goal if good. Do not use your timeout. San Francisco. No, there's a minute 12 to go. By the way, if he kicks it, you get a minute 12 with Garoppolo for a game-winning field goal. Here's the kick, and it looks straight. Is it long enough? It is perfect. That's good. Right down the middle. That is clutch, baby. 
Here 50 we go. yards, boom, right down the middle. All right. Jimmy now we G. Got, this is it. Jimmy G. We just saw what Tom Brady did. Now Garoppolo is going to have his opportunity. A minute seven to go right now. And the 49ers are trailing 23-20. That's a hell of a kick. That was a great kick. Right down the middle. No doubt. I love when I see that. I like to see that kind of field goal kicking there. All right, so really good stuff there. Meanwhile, by the way, while all this was going on, the Rams did wrap up their 42-7 win against the uh, Seahawks. Uh, And with that win, the Rams take full control of the NFC West. So the Rams are looking pretty good right now to be either the three or four seed. I mean, think about that. They could go like 12-4 and and be a three seed. That's how loaded the NFC is with the Eagles winning today, Vikings winning today, New Orleans winning today. Carolina winning today. Wow, I mean, this is I mean this is this is what you want at this point in the year. These are the type of matchups, and these are the type of, of of teams you want because now it's a fight. Everybody's fighting for position, not just to get into the playoffs, but to better their position. Not oh. gonna not gonna be a lot of guys resting. All right, right down Jimmy, the stretch. All right, so uh, kick was in the end zone for uh, Tennessee. So Garoppolo will take the ball from his own 25-yard line, minute seven to go. Now, if you're the 49ers, if you're John Lynch and company right now, what are you looking for in this drive? I mean, if he if he, if he he succeeds, it's like, all right, we got to sign him today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. We but got if, you for the next five years. But if he doesn't, uh, you know. You, you just want to see his progressions. Right, this is a great teaching moment. We know they're not going for the playoffs or anything like that. Right, but these are the type of situations you love to see a young quarterback. All right, here's first down, and Garoppolo throws it over the middle, and it's complete, but Be- short of a first down. Because and the clock is running. The number one thing is decision making. You want to see if he can make the right decision in a split second. All right, clock is running, and we're inside 50 seconds to go. Wide open over the middle. Hello, is there any defense there? All the way down to the Tennessee 45-yard line, but the clock is running. See, here's the problem. when you, I guess the 49ers have no— uh, They're literally four yards away from the field goal. Uh, all right, here we go. Garoppolo's thrown over the middle, okay. wide open, all the way down to the 30-yard 30 30 line. 30-yard line now. Making it look easy. Making it look easy. Clock running, 25-24. So, like we said, uh, sign them. This is it. This is is what you're looking for. It's been three plays. Sign him. Now he spiked the ball, so there's 16 16 seconds seconds left. left. Robbie Gold already has kicked five field goals for the 49ers in this game. Good as gold. So you know he's on fire. Bears, long-time kicker, Mm -hmm. all-time leading scorer in Bears history. All right, so now they've got uh, clock stop with 16 seconds to go. What are you going to do here? Uh, One more play. You run the ball, and you – Use your timeout, and you kick the field goal. Garoppolo, 381 yards passing in this game for San Francisco. Sign him. <laughs> you Sign think him. so? Are yeah. you going to get a better guy than this in the draft? No, no not no. even close. Not right, even so close. So here we go. They're at the 30-yard line right now. It'll be a 47-yard field goal attempt. Garoppolo going for it all. Incomplete, a little overthrown, but a good throw because it was well overthrown. 12 seconds left. You got, to, you got another play if that's what you want to do. I like the fact that they're going for the win. Well, 47 yards is not gimme It's not time. a gimme. 47 yards is not a gimme at this point. I mean, gold's pretty hot, but that's not a gimme yet. Let's get them a little closer. If I was gold, I'd be like, hey, guys, how about a quick pass over the middle, nice slant? Give me a little closer. Give me six, six more yards, all right? 
All right, I'm trying to figure it out here. They have one timeout remaining, the 49ers. Right. So they have one 12 timeout. seconds left. They have one timeout remaining. They're going to run the ball. And, and there it is. They get three yards. And there's their final timeout. Six, five, four, timeout. three, two, timeout. All right, so it's going to be about a 44-yard attempt, I'm going to guess here, for yep. Robbie Gold. 44-yard attempt. And, if again, if uh, – he makes it. That's three straight wins for the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback and perhaps a fatal loss for the Titans in their hopes to uh, get into the postseason. It, so answer your, answer your own question. What do you do? I, I'm, I, you know what? I've seen enough. He's, he's the, <laughs> I'm not doing that franchise tag crap. Just sign him, man. Why well, I, I still don't understand what the Redskins have been doing with two years of being a Ridiculous. franchise. Ridiculous. I mean, what, what are you, now you're going to let him walk? It's either that. I mean, sign them to the, the deal. Red, the Redskins think they got somebody out there better than Kirk Cousins. Look, if they decide to franchise tag him again, that'll be thirty-four million dollars right. for one season. Ridiculous. They put themselves in a terrible situation, a terrible bargaining situation. All right, to give you an idea on gold, he's hit a fifty-yard or a forty-eight. Five for five field goals in this game. Don't say stuff like that. What? It's you a just forty-five yard. This is an automatic. You just jinxed it. Automatic. Them. Here it is, and there's no timeouts. The kick is up, and it is good. Right down the middle. Good as gold, baby. 49ers win it at the gun. 25-23. They even covered the point and a half spread. Hello. <laughs> Hello. They did it again, man. Give right. me. So that's five in a row. Five in a row. Five five starts in a row. His there first it is. five starts. There he is. He uh, first guy to do that since Big Ben. All right. Let's get to David right now. Let's get to David. Give us a little update on everything we just see. Two unbelievable finishes. Yeah, one of the finishes right here. 25-24. New England. Two receivers stack left. Gronk to the right. White in the backfield behind Brady. Under center. A lob to Gronkowski. Great corner of the end zone. Has it. <laughs> Two-point score. Three-point game. Patriots Radio Networks. So that put him up 27-24 with Times Man of the Year, Rob Gronkowski. And then Pittsburgh came right down the field, and all of a sudden. Third and goal to go from the sixth. Roethlisberger under center. Drops back. He pumps. He pumps. He pumps. He throws through the middle. It's back and complete. Intercepted by Harmon. It's good. Deflection to Harmon. And an interception of the end zone. The Patriots are going to win in Pittsburgh. Shocking as it is. 27-24 is the final. Both teams now sit at 11-3. 11-3, but obviously New England has the tiebreaker as one of this heads-up matchup. Meanwhile, in Seattle today, it was a beatdown. The Rams 42-7 over the Seattle Seahawks. Todd Gurley 152 yards and also four scores in the affair. Speaking of that, Eagles lit up the Giants 34-29. Nick Foles had four touchdown passes in that victory. Other scores around the league. Minnesota captured the NFC North crown, beating Cincinnati 34-7. Ravens dropped the Browns to 0-14 on the year, 27-10. Jaguars now 10-4 the season after hammering the Texans 45-7. Aaron Rodgers came back for the Green Bay Packers, and it did not matter. He had three picks and a loss. Carolina wins it 31-24. The Dolphins, they fall in Buffalo to the Bills 24-16. Shady McCoy, 96 total yards and a couple of scores. Unbelievable stuff, Dave. Unbelievable. You know, Gronk took this day. I mean – Unbelievable! That's Gronk for you. He should be in jail. No, he should not. He assaulted somebody. I thought it was a clean play. Oh my! Stop oh, it! Oh, don't stop! Even, don't, don't even! Don't don't! You know that, that wasn't was a, a that clean was play. A, 
That was a, an assault. Oh, Gronkowski's on your fantasy football team. Right. Well, no and wonder. You, and you harbor criminals is yeah. what you do. Look the other way. <laughs> yeah. Look, look the other the way. Other way. Mm. Hey, that's good for 15 yards. I'll do it all day if I'm drunk. <laughs> all right. Love has an army. You can join the fight. Help the Salvation Army fight for those in need all over our community this Christmas by going to foxsportsradio.com and clicking the red kettle icon to donate or call 1-833-SAL-JOIN. That's 833-SAL-JOIN. All right, so the games are all, oh, we got a game tonight, do we not? Yes, we do. That's an interesting game. We got the Cowboys and the Raiders tonight, and both these teams are trying to stay alive barely in the playoff chase. I'm trying to, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to get an update right now as far as the playoff standings. Interesting in the AFC, even with the loss the Titans are the five seed. Yeah. Buffalo is the six seed, and the Ravens are the seven seed, all at eight and six. Mm. Now, the reason for that is it's conference record, and that's where the Titans right now have the advantage over Buffalo and Baltimore. This is going to be crazy in there. So the Chargers are a game back of three teams all battling for a wild card spot. Problem for Tennessee is the remaining two games on their schedule at home, but against the Rams and the Jaguars. Can they win one of those two games or do they lose both games at home? I think they lose both games. At home? I really do. I think they lose both games. If you, I mean, just look at the effort that they the last two weeks. Yes, right. I mean, it's just not they're not hitting their playoff stride. Mm-hmm. Right. We see what the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing, what they're bringing to the table. They got Blake Bortles looking like an MVP candidate. Right. You see what's going on with the Rams. They go up into Seattle and throttle them. So they are hitting their playoff stride. On the flip side of that, Tennessee is not. Now, I have, an, I have another question for you. Yes. So, I'm looking at the, the San Francisco 49ers. Right. They, they've won three in a row. Four and ten now. Yep, four and ten. They've won four out of their last five. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, and their next two games are at home against the Jags yes. and at the Rams. Correct. Are they a spoiler here? I mean, three weeks ago, we're saying those are gimmies. These aren't gimmies anymore. Not with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I mean, that last drive, I mean, this is, again, what, what are we looking for? You're saying, all right, how, how did he, I mean, he made it look like, oh, it I was don't know, like Tom Brady. That's exactly what it looked he like. He looked like Tom Brady. It looked like we what we just witnessed in the game right. prior. Right. Right? And Tennessee is a playoff team. As of right now, they're the fifth seed in the playoffs, in Correct. the playoff yes. race. Even with the loss, they're the number Even five Even with seed, the right? loss. Yeah. So, for me, I'm looking like, okay, Jaguars, it's not going to be as easy as you think it is. And, okay, oh, by the way, Rams, you don't, give a, you don't have a gimme your last game of the season anymore. You have a team that plays extremely hard. They finally have a captain of the ship. He's proved himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a new a new deal going into next week's game because I would lock him up right now. 
I don't know what else you need to see from this young man, but I would make sure he's on the books and we can move on and look at other things that we need to fix on our team, but not the quarterback position with Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, I'm looking right now. I'm trying to figure out the dynamic of this uh, Cowboys-Raiders game coming up tonight. As far as the Raiders are concerned, if they win, they get to 7-7. Seven and seven. If they win out, that would include a win over the Chargers, which would break a tie with the Chargers. But still, the problem for the Raiders is this week they're going to be, or next week they're going to be at Philadelphia in a game that the Eagles need to get home field. As far as the Cowboys are concerned, this is really all over the place. If the Cowboys lose, they're basically with the Packers. They're done. But if the Cowboys win, they get to 8-6, and six, which would tie them with the Seahawks and the Lions, and then you're waiting on Atlanta. Right now, Atlanta is the sixth seed in the NFC. They play tomorrow night in Tampa. If they win, they'll go to 9-5. and five. But if they lose, then you just have a mess. Now you got like four teams sitting at eight and six battling for one playoff spot. Five playoff spots are pretty much set right now in the NFC. Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Saints, Panthers, they're in. It's going to be one. You're basically playing for one last playoff one spot. One last playoff spot. In the NFC. Between three teams. Could be four teams. Could, Could be, be the Falcons, yeah. the Lions, the Seahawks, the Cowboys. If the Cowboys yeah, win teams. and the Falcons lose. All right. A lot of things going on. Man, this, this was exciting. Very exciting this exciting. on this Sunday. So exciting, in fact, as we sit here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we're far from done. Oh, no. We got our Sunday MVPs coming up next. All right. What a day. Hey, coming in live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Want to thank Bobo jumping on? Especially after Alex just staggered out of here. In he, a complete trance. He's he's broken. He's a broken man. And on top he's, of that, his mom. He's wandering us aimlessly throughout the hallway. He right really now. is. And his mom is a Patriots fan. So she's already started texting him. Wow. Yeah. He is absolutely stunned. He has to live with that right now. Gascon doing a great job as always. Uh, by the way, uh, Antonio Brown has a partially torn calf muscle. Unlikely to play next week, but expect to be back for the postseason according to Adam Schefter. That's the latest on Antonio Brown, who was hurt today in the Steelers' loss to the Patriots. And, of course, Eric doing a great job. Thank you so much, Eric, for all your help. All right, let's get to it right now on a crazy day. Here were your NFL MVPs. This is Fox Football Sunday. Here we go. MVP. All right, let's go. Most valuable plays. Dolphins at Bills. Taylor in the shotgun. He'll flank Cadet wide to the right side. So four receivers that way. Tyrod, quarterback draw, runs to his left. Inside the 10, inside the 5, heading to the pylon. Is he in? Yes! Touchdown! Tyrod Taylor, 9-yard touchdown run on the quarterback draw. WGR in the Bills Radio Network. <laughs> Ravens at Brown. Deshaun Kaiser stands in the end zone in the shotgun. Takes the snap, looks to his right, pumps once, hit from behind. Ball is loose in the end zone. It's recovered. It's going to be either a safety or a touchdown. Touchdown, Ravens. The Ravens recovered, and the defense takes care of it as Brandon Williams comes up with a touchdown. WBAL Ravens Radio Network. (laughs) Bengals and Vikings. Third and six from his own 23, play clock to one. They get it off. Dalton looks left. Intercepted. And it's intercepted. 
intercepted. it. Eric Kendrick's near side. 2015 10. K-Fan Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. <laughs> Jets at Saints. Ingram gets the call. Right side, and there he goes. Inside the 35-30, 25 20, 15, 10, 5 to the goal line. Touchdown. Touchdown, Saints. WWL Saints Radio Network. <laughs> Eagles and Giants. Aguilar in the slot. Pulls back. Pulls look. Pulls fire. And it is caught. Aguilar, touchdown. Great job, Nelson Aguilar, going up over the defender and taking the football. Sports Radio 94 WIP, Eagles Radio Network. <laughs> Cardinals and Redskins. Up center center on second and ten at the 36 of Arizona. Kirk turns, fakes the reverse, under heat. It's a little screen past the bibs. He's got blockers at the 30, 25 to the 20, up the right sideline, 10, into the end zone, and it's a Redskins touchdown. Capri Bibbs takes it all the way. Redskins Radio Network. <laughs> Packers and Panthers. Empty set, three by two. Three receivers to the right. Packers send an additional rusher, but Newton throws end zone. Olsen, touchdown. It looks worse than what it is, but what does this do? You got now single coverage, and you leave Olsen the most dangerous guy because everybody's going to McCaffrey. WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. <laughs> Texans and Jaguars. Yeldon the running back in the shotgun. He drops the throw to Blake. Blake looks, looks, fires toward the goal line. Caught by Jadon Nickens into the end zone. Touchdown. How many does this guy plan on scoring? Touchdown, Jacksonville. 1010XL Jaguars Radio Network. <laughs> Rams and Seahawks. You would expect a conservative call here from McVay. He turns left shoulder, gives to Gurley. Huge hole left side midfield. Gurley sprinting 40. Gurley first down. Gurley 20-10 and touchdown. Todd Gurley on third down and 20 with a house call. This game is all but finished. Sean McVay and the Rams do it again. Rams Radio Network. <laughs> Titans at 49ers. Takes the snap, standing in, looking, looking. Going to pull the ball down. Going to get out to his right. Garoppolo Rollins extends the play. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown, 49ers. Garrett Selleck. Jimmy Garoppolo extended the play. Bought the time he needed to find a man in the right of the end zone. KNBR 49ers Radio Network. <laughs> Patriots at Steelers. First and goal to go. From the eight, Lewis, the single setback, two receivers right. Hand off to Dion, runs it through the left side. In the end zone, touchdown, and the lead to the Patriots. WBZ FM and the Patriots Radio Network. The most valuable plays. That a way to finish. This is Fox Football Sunday. You know, if there's uh, an occasional doubt about the entertainment value of the NFL, that was put to rest today. I mean, some unbelievable football. Great football. Great. Great football. You know, it's it's interesting, Ephraim, as we talk about the NFL and the future of this league. You know, we got uh, streaming. We got the networks. You know, now that Roger Goodell's new contract is 90% bonus related. Right. 
And as Jerry Jones said, there are no layups on this bonus. Now they're like, you know, show for work, you get a bonus. This is all going to be about increasing the current revenue in the new television deals in 2021 and 2022. Which they're going to shatter. But are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? Well, I mean, if if, if I was a television network, I'm saying, wait a second, you're selling off a lot to streaming that's taken away from us. But it's not even that. They estimate this year the total attendance watching games on television is now 120 million people down from a year ago. Okay, but check this out. The fact that the exclusive rights to show all of the games on one platform, mm-hmm. that's the seller, right? That's the seller. DirecTV currently has it and has had it for a, a decade or so. Right. Longer than that. If they open that up, DirecTV comes in early, throws a bunch of money early, so it's no, not even a competition. They decide to open that up. That's what drives the revenue up. All right, let me ask you this. The collective bargaining agreement is up the year before the television contracts are up. Mm-hmm. How are the players going to handle that? Um, I hope they handle it smart. Mm-hmm. I hope they're smarter than they have been in the past. Well, what if the owners say, well, we just don't know how much money we're going to have, so we'll have to guess? No shot. No play. No pay, no play. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 